SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As long as you can remember. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memory, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza on this Friday. Big weekend of NFL football. It doesn't get better than this. Six games, three tomorrow, three more on Sunday. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel. Opposite picks taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time. And we will have our opposite pick segment a little bit later on as we started off uh, that with a bang yesterday going five. Uh, yeah, yesterday going five and two. As, uh, and really, the only one of the two losses we had, had the game had to go to overtime in order to lose it. Otherwise, that would have been a winner as well. I'm telling you. Uh, if you like playing with the boys at FanDuel, uh, you follow me and I will make you money, you know? And, and of course I expect you to buy some merchandise from my website. Uh, oh, by the way, but, uh, you go opposite, uh, of what I really like, or you could go opposite of what you like. That, that's really the, the theme of it all. You know, put seven games. You got to have at least five games. Uh, I'll try and go seven, but I don't want to, you know, force the issue. If there's not something there I really don't like, then, then you don't play it, but you know, go at least five, try and go seven. And I'm telling you, if you go opposite. You will make money at the end of each and every week. It's inevitable. It really is. You'll have some tough days. Uh, you'll have days when you go opposite and you go one and six or two and five, and you're going to be pissed off and you're going to say, man, I love them. What is Wetzel talking about? Is that such a dope? Blah, 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 blah. You know, he doesn't know anything. He's married, you know. So, but I'm telling you, uh, survive the ups and downs, and when everything is said and done, you'll have a winning record. So yesterday, loved the play. Loved them yesterday. And we went uh, with the real plays two and five, you know. Um, and uh, you will go opposite your five and two. So we'll do that a little bit later on uh, in the show. We got seven more plays for you, uh, including some uh, NFL plays with the uh, the weekend going on. Uh, update the poll question, which we have out there. That is, you know, very simple. We keep this uh, popcorn radio replacement type radio. Uh, NFL <coughs> playoffs get underway this weekend. Best favorite play to win and cover is. So far, Buffalo laying six and a half versus the Colts is leading the way almost 52% of the vote. We got uh, Pittsburgh laying six, almost 26%, and uh, Tampa Bay laying eight, uh, getting 22% of the vote leading the way. So go to your Opposite Picks uh, Twitter feed, get your vote in, and we'll update that at least one more time uh, before we are through. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Colts are the one that, uh, you know, is the one that's kind of lying in the weeds there. Just, just no one's given any respect, any chance whatsoever. And I do love going against teams or on teams that played uh, either extremely well the week before or extremely poorly the week before. You know, in the case of Buffalo, they played obviously great against Miami, right? Probably their best game of the year when everything is said and done, considering who they were playing, what was on the line for Miami, uh, what, you know, what was a little bit on the line for, for Buffalo getting the number two seed, um, you know, but putting up 56 on the board, people think Josh Allen's the MVP now, and they, they're great, and they're this, and they're that, and they are, but they're very, very good, but 
Um, are they 56 points over Miami? Very, very good. No, they're not. Uh, then you had the Colts, on the other hand. They struggled to beat Jacksonville. I mean, a 1-15 football team in which they lost to earlier in the year. So they had that incentive. They knew at that point if they won, they would make the playoffs. I mean, so they had everything on their plate, and they were still only leading the dopey Jags by one score late in the game. So you got the best performance at a buck. As we welcome in our full audience, opposite pictures, truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, uh, looking at the postseason before we get to the Houston Texans here in a sec. The poll question up and running on Twitter, uh, which is your best favorite play this weekend? Buffalo leading the way, and I'm saying the Colts have a halfway decent chance. I don't think they're going to win, and I don't like putting American money on teams that I think are actually going to lose but cover the spread, but I might just do it with the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. I think that's going to be a closer game than what people are expecting. Uh, before we break it down even further, I, I must say, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with the Houston Texans. I like, I root for Sean Watson, did when he was in college, wanted him to beat Alabama. He got his national championship. I think he's the better of the two quarterbacks between him and Trevor Lawrence. And he's been overshadowed here a little bit, even though he accomplished in a lot of ways more than what Lawrence ever did at Clemson. So, but this, you know, you want to know what 2021, you know, players are, whether it's football, basketball, bas uh, baseball, uh, not, not so much hockey, but, um, He's pissed off, according to reports, that he didn't have any input on who the Texans hired as their new general manager boss. Uh, and, and they hired uh, the Patriots executive, Nick Casario, who they've been trying to hire for the last couple of years. So it's not like this was some big surprise, right? Uh, although I must say, I don't know how they avoided the Rooney rule. Uh, maybe they did interview some minority candidates behind the scenes, but I thought, you know, no matter it was a head coach or GM or front office exec, I, I thought they had to hire some or uh, interview some minorities, but uh, they avoided that. <clears throat> and they hire this guy out of New England. It's successful, you know, no, no qualms, I wouldn't think, right? I mean, been with the Patriots for a number of their Super Bowls and everything else. So, but uh, Deshaun Watson, who generally is a good guy, you know, and don't generally hear anything bad about Deshaun is now apparently pissed off because, not that he doesn't like Nick, because he wasn't asked for his input. Because when he did speak, according to the stories, with the owner, gave him some suggestions on where they should go, and the owner didn't take those suggestions. He went elsewhere with this area. We'll get into it a little bit more. I'll take a break here, but boy, that is just... If that's the case, Deshaun, that's not a good look. That That's what I expect out of LeBron James, not Deshaun Watson. We'll get back into it when we come back. Opposite picks on a Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Baltimore Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, 
You know, in some ways he's right, other ways he's wrong, and in a lot of ways he's a victim of his own success. That that really is the bottom line. You know, when you win an MVP, uh, albeit in your second year, and then you have the expectations uh, that Baltimore has, you know, they're pretty much a win a Super Bowl or else franchise to their credit. You know, and when you're thrown into the spot of being the quarterback of a team like that, you know, whether it's Lamar Jackson or, uh, you know, pick another guy, um, you know, J- Jared Goff or, uh, you know, any of the other quarterbacks on teams that have had some success. You know, when Taysom Hill takes over for New Orleans next year, you know, he takes uh, the, the Saints to the postseason but lose, you know, they're not going to be thrilled about that. You know, they want to win a Super Bowl. They're, they're a Super Bowl team. So th- that just comes with the territory of being successful. And it is a narrative. He fails again this year, three straight years, in which they were the favorites, you know, again, I don't think they should be a road favorite. I really don't. I I don't don't understand that line at all, but it is what it is. So uh, they were favored against the the Chargers two years ago at home, lost badly. They were a favorite last year against the same Tennessee team at home, lost badly, and now they're a road favorite against Tennessee. So not only, you know, that's the one separation that, you know, he would have against his favor is that, you know, yeah, there are some other teams that have been in the postseason and have lost, you know, you know, is, are we going to hold it against the Bears that they lose to the Saints on Sunday? You know, probably not. You know, they have no business being in the postseason. Are we going to hold it against the Redskins and Alex Smith that they get their butts beat by Tampa Bay? Uh, no, probably not. They have no business being in the postseason, realistically. But, you know, that's not the case with Baltimore. Baltimore didn't sneak in. They didn't play in a division which was lousy. You know, they had their 11 wins. They got in because they're good, as they were the last two years. So they're failing in big-time favorite spots. There is a huge difference. So, But I am rooting for them. You know, without really having a dog in the fight, I have a couple of wishes now that my Dolphins and uh, Giants aren't in. Uh, in. In no particular order. Well, yeah, here's my one. There is a particular order. Uh, there actually is. I can't have Cleveland winning. Uh, you know, you know that my dad's no longer with us. Uh, I, you know, he was a big Browns fan. I, I I can't have the Browns win. You know, one because you know it would be lousy for him to be a Browns fan his whole life, never see the team win in the last fifty years. You know, unless you go back to the Jim Brown days, and then then have the, him pass away sadly, and then have them win the next year. That that would kind of be lousy. And then, you know, the Browns are the Browns. It's just, you know, it's like the Bungles being the Bungles. You just can't have certain teams win. I'll I'll deal with the Bears winning. I'll deal with the Ravens winning. I'll deal with Washington winning. I'll deal with the Rams or even Buffalo or the Colts. I I, I can't deal with the Cleveland Browns winning. I, I just can't. You know, when my Dolphins get to the postseason and start challenging for Super Bowls, then I'll let some of these other scrub teams emerge from the bottom of the barrel. But until then, they, they got to stay at the bottom of the barrel. So my number one wish list is Cleveland not winning a playoff game. Number two, I want uh, I want the team that wins to not be paying their quarterback a gazillion dollars. Why? Well, you could count literally on one or two fingers, not hands, fingers, on teams that are paying quarterbacks 25, 30, 35 million dollars that have won Super Bowls. And really only one. And that that was Denver when they paid Peyton Manning. That's the only one. Uh, when, when you go, you look at the Super Bowls. Oh, what about Flacco? Well, Flacco wasn't making that money when they won the Super Bowl. He was on his rookie contract. 
Uh, what about this guy? Say, what about Russell Wilson? Right? Same thing. When Russell Wilson won his Super Bowl, that was before he got the monster contract. What about Jared Goff? Well, they didn't win. Okay. Uh, what about Tom Brady? Brady never made that kind of crazy money. He, he never made $25, $30, 35000000 dollars with the Patriots. Uh, he is now with Tampa Bay, you know, to a lesser extent, $20, 25000000 million, but he, he never broke the bank with the Patriots. So all if you go back, you know, Roethlisberger, that's on his rookie contract when he won. Uh, you know, St. Drew Brees, you know, he wasn't making his crazy money back then when they won their Super Bowl. You know, whenever you, whether it's whether it's uh, uh, Roethlisberger, whether it's Russell Wilson, um, you know, whether it's uh, Drew Brees, no one has paid their quarterback 25, 30, 35 million dollars outside of Denver that has gone on to win a Super Bowl. And it's because, as I say, you, you just can't. You, you can't give one guy, when you have a salary cap of anywhere from $175 to $200 million over the last uh, you know, several years, you can't give one guy $30, 35000000 million and support, surround him with, with real talent. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Green Bay, won a Super Bowl when he was making chump change, not, not since he was making a gazillion dollars. Um, you, can't, you, you can't win. You, you just can't. And that's why these teams go up and down, up and down, up and down, because you can try and force feed it for a year if you finagle the salary cap the right way. But if you don't win it, then you can't afford to keep those guys and you have to break your team down. So I want that mantra to continue. I don't want, you know, Pittsburgh to win. I don't want the Saints to win. I don't want even Tennessee to win, I mean, paying Ryan Tannehill $30-plus million a year. I don't want Seattle paying Russell Wilson $35, $40 million a year to show that that can get done and win. No, I want the narrative to be you pay a quarterback that kind of money, you just can't win. I don't think that's going to stem the, the the tide of giving these quarterbacks $30, $35, 40000000 million. You know, maybe in, in the case of Dak Prescott, I don't think that'll end. But, you know, if, if Jerry Jones is smart, and if some of these uh, head coaches and GMs and owners are smart when they start dealing with some of these quarterbacks that are going to be out there this offseason, they're, they're going to say, listen, hey, Dopey Wetzel's right. You know, he's not right about a lot of things, but, uh, you know, he's right about this. You know, all these great quarterbacks, all making 30, 35 million, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Roethlisberger, whether it's now Brady, whether it's whoever the case may be, they're not winning. Yeah, I, I can't give you, I'm sorry, uh, $35 million, Dak. I just can't. I, because we're never going to afford to pay anybody else. So that's the narrative I want. So who does that leave us with then, Scott? Well, not a lot. I, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, it leaves us with the Chicago Bears and, and Mitch Trubisky, not making a lot of money. It leaves us with, uh, you know, Washington and Alex Smith, not making really that that much money. It leaves us with the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, not making that that much money. It does leave us right now technically with Kansas City. Even though they gave Mahomes a new contract, he still has a year left, and maybe even two years left, on his old contract. So technically, salary cap-wise and everything for this year, he's still making, you know, whatever it is, $3, 4000000000 billion a year, whatever his rookie deal paid him. So he's still making chump change. So that still does leave us Kansas City. So those are the four teams, unless I'm missing out. Um, I forget the deal with the, you know, who it does leave us. I hate to say it leaves us Baker Mayfield and the Browns. <laughs> you know what? Uh, there's a reason why this is a uh, quest number two and not quest number one. 
Quest number one is Browns not winning. We, you know, I, I don't care if it's with a quarterback making fifty million dollars a year. We we can't have the Browns win. Sorry, sorry, Cleveland fans. So Cleveland not winning would be one. So, but that does leave us Cleveland uh, as well. So our most realistic shot, obviously, is Kansas City, uh, then Buffalo, then Chicago, then Cleveland, and, and then probably Washington. We got five bullets. Uh, you know, the gun is not uh, exactly a uh, you know. Uh, uh, a Magnum uh, 47 or whatever they are. Uh, but we do have five shots at Florida. That, that's, oh, we've got Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, too. Oh, I forgot about that. But that, that started the whole conversation. So go Lamar. I, I don't want a big-time, high-paid quarterback for the Super That's my dream list. All right, opposite picks coming up here in a little bit. Right SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Opposite picks Friday morning, 25 minutes past the hour. Our opposite segment coming up in about 15 minutes. The news is not good if you're a Dolphins, Bills, or in particular, Jets fan. And the news is actually almost comical if you're a Jets fan. We'll start with the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets to glump together. Um, the Sean Watson, right? We we spoke about this uh, a little bit earlier. We didn't really get back into it. And one thing you'll notice if you're a newbie here, uh, you know, we there there's no script here. You, you know, unlike other boring, typically typical scripted out show, we start here, we end there, and we go in between. And then there's no rhyme or reason. We we just it's two hours in the morning. Have some fun, drink some coffee, and hopefully uh, make your uh, commute to work a little bit easier. So that said, let me get back to the Deshaun Watson thing. And again, as a guy that uh, you know roots for Deshaun. Um, you know, his, his, uh, he was hopefully taken out of, uh, you know, uh, you know, character here in that he's bitching and moaning apparently to make it, you know, to paraphrase that the Texans didn't consult him with their executive, uh, hire of Nick Casario this week. Uh, apparently he spoke with the owner and, you know, and Casario is going to be in essence, the GM. He actually made some suggestions according to the story on who they should hire. Uh, the GM, or the owner, rather, obviously didn't go that route. They hired this guy instead, and Watson's all pissed off now. Now, listen, I got to tell you, Deshaun, uh, I understand this is 2021. I understand you're making, you know, 30, you know, the ridiculous contract that uh, Bill O'Brien gave you. Uh, I understand you're making 30, 35 million dollars a year. But uh, if you're going to be pissed off because you weren't consulted, like you're an owner or a front office guy, boy. You talk about, you know, what 2020 sports, 2021 sports is all about. And that that's really pathetic. Again, I expect this out of LeBron James. I don't expect this out of Deshaun Watson. Don't go down that road, Deshaun. You're a good guy. People can root for you. Um, don't don't be the prima donna sports athlete that only wants to go to the bank with a seven-figure paycheck every two weeks and, and, and think he's the boss, that he runs the show because he makes more money than everybody else. Don't be that way. We got enough guys like that. We got enough guys in the NFL. We got enough guys certainly in the NBA. 
Uh, we don't need another, you know, James Harden or, or LeBron James or Anthony Davis demanding a trade. Uh, we don't need that out of you. You don't. You know what? You're making $30, $35 million a year. Your team is a mess in large part because of your play, which statistically is good. But if you watch Houston Texan games, you know that Deshaun Watson really did not have a great year this past season. He didn't. He's got a lot of weapons there. Uh, you know, with O'Brien there, he tried to do the right thing. They they were basically forced to trade the Andre Hopkins, who, oh, by the way, had four lousy catches for 35 yards for Arizona against the L.A. Rams. Biggest game of the season. And, uh, you know, the guy who thinks he's the greatest player in the world, who I continue to say has never won a big game and even played well in a big game of his life, uh, came up small once again in the Arizona Cardinals' biggest game of their season. Four lousy catches for 35 stinking yards. You and I can get that, okay? So that said... Uh, you know, they tried to do the right thing. They brought in a big offensive lineman. They brought in some wide receivers. Uh, they brought in a running back to help you out. You know, whether the moves were good or not, that's for debate. But they tried to help you out. It's not like they said, we're going to put all our attention on the defense and, and Deshaun, it's going to be you and everybody else. No, they, they got you some weapons. And you didn't utilize them. And the Texans didn't utilize them the right way. And you failed this season. So it is what it is. It's part, partially you to blame. Don't, don't be the guy that is demanding now that you want to be part of the front office. You've been in the league for a few freaking years. Again, you haven't won a, a big-time playoff game. You got lucky the one playoff game you won last year when Buffalo choked down the stretch. Uh, you blew a, a double-digit lead against Kansas City. You, you're not at that point, brother. You, you, you're just not. Win some Super Bowls. Get to a Super Bowl. Uh, get to an AFC championship game, and then maybe. But just because uh, O'Brien, you know, gave you a gazillion dollar contract, that doesn't make you a front office guy. Don't don't be that guy. Now there's some concern. And here come the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins part of it. Now there's some concern that he may go to the front office and say, "I want out. I want to be traded." Now forget about the salary cap implications. I don't know if it can get done or can't get done, but. You know, I'm a big believer. If you wanted to get it done, they'll find a way to get it done. So what's that got to do with the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots, uh, and, and, uh, and Bills? Well, do the uh, the Bills need a quarterback? No. Do the Dolphins need a quarterback? Yes. But do the Dolphins no realize that? No. Do the Jets need a quarterback? Yes. But do the Jets realize that? No. Do the Patriots need a quarterback? Uh, yeah. Who did the Texans just hire? Uh, Nick Casario. Where did he just come from? The Patriots. Ah. Would it be the strangest thing in the world to see the bumbling, stumbling, they can't get out of their own shadow, Houston Texans? with former Patriots executive and another former Patriot executive also working in their front office, Jack Easterby, be making a deal with the Patriots? Would that be such a crazy thing? You know, guys who are buddies like to stick together. And it's not that they would necessarily be doing this because they want to throw the Patriots a bone, but, you know, you're comfortable. They know Belichick. They know the Patriots organization. They know Kraft. Um, you work better with people you know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. All I'm telling you is 
for the Jet, Dolphin, and Bills fan who thinks that that division is up for grabs. Let's hope the rug is not uh, you know, pulled out from underneath our feet and have this uh, dopey Texans team trade Deshaun Watson to the Patriots and then Belichick be set for his quarterback in the future for the next 10-plus years. That would really suck. <laughs> I got to tell you, that would really – what do they have to offer? I don't know. You know, uh, pick any four guys off our roster. You, you want draft choices? I'll give you draft choices. You, you know, Belichick's drafts have not exactly been great. So, uh, you know, you want our first-round pick this year, obviously. You don't have a – oh, by the way, uh, the uh, Texans don't have a first- or second-round pick this year. So would they want to be uh, uh, replenish that a little bit? Okay, we'll start there. Uh, you get two number ones. You get this year's number one. We'll give you next year's number one. We'll give you a number two this year as well, and it's not a bad number two. I don't know where the Patriots draft, but I know it's in the top ten. So, it, it's you know, they're getting a pretty good choice this year. So I'll give you this year. I'll give you next year. I'll give you our number two this year. And you want to take a couple of players off uh, our hands? Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Uh, you tell me what the dream price would be for Deshaun Watson. It's not the craziest thing in the world. And if it happens, remember you heard it here first. Now, it gets even worse for Jet fans. <laughs> You're going to love this story, Dolphin and Bills fans and Patriot fans. NFL.com does a pretty good uh, job here. I don't know how legit they are, but they do a pretty good job of listing all the teams that need head coaches, and they run down, you know, who they've spoken with or put out a request to speak with. Look under New York Jets if you get a chance. <laughs> I, think, I think they have the most interviews out of anybody. They got Eric Bieniemy. You know, they got the typical guys, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, the Bills defensive coordinator, the Colts, uh, Eberflus. I can't be hiring any Matt Eberflus. I, I'm sorry. You got to get a real name. I, I, Eber, Eberflus, my my head coach is going to be Eberflus. I, I, I can't have that. I, I just can't. Uh, Aaron Glenn, interestingly enough, former Jets defensive back, who's a secondary coach with the Saints. Uh, Patrick Graham, who just re-signed with the Giants, so ripe him off the off the list. Uh, Robert uh, Sala, the uh, 49ers defensive coordinator, he's interviewing all over the place. Brandon Staley, Rams defensive coordinator, requested. Some of these are requested and some are actually completed, which, again, is a good job by NFL.com. They actually tell you whether it's just a request or it was completed or it's coming up. And then they have one other. Good old... Marvin Lewis, former Bungles head coach and uh, now working uh, with Herm Edwards over at Arizona State as their defensive coordinator. <laughs> now, he wasn't, you know, I, I'm not going to say he's Hugh Jackson. He's he's not that bad, Jet fans. But I got to tell you, as a Dolphin fan, out of all the guys that they're, you know, requesting to talk to, if you want to hire a guy who couldn't win a playoff game, if you gave him the uh, 72 Miami Dolphins, you go ahead and knock yourself out. Uh, you know what? Maybe they would trade uh, Sam Darnold and go sign, uh, you know, uh, Adam Dal uh, uh, Andy Dalton from the, from the Cowgirls. I mean, Marvin Lewis, really? And if you want to say, well, it's a minority thing, you know, they got to, you know, interview some minority head coaches for the Rooney rule. No, there's a number of minorities on that list that they've talked to or uh, are willing to talk to. So that that's not this has got to be a legitimate. We are considering bringing in Marvin Lewis, 
who had every mental misfit in the world on his football team uh, that despite all that couldn't win a playoff game to save his life, never could beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, their big time rivals. And that's the guy the Jets are least interested in. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Uh, I could see Jet fans just absolutely ripping up those season tickets. They'll be flying banners over the Meadowlands to bring back Adam Gase. If they hire Marvin Lewis, and you know Lewis, listen, he's good buddies with Hugh Jackson. So I don't doubt for a second if Lewis comes, so will Hugh Jackson. I mean, that would be just great. Again, as a Dolphin fan who wants to see the Jets lose, that would be terrific. Go get Marvin Lewis. Bring in Andy Dalton and, uh, you know, Hugh Jackson next. Obviously, fix coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we take seven games, give you 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite of all the stats, systems, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas for FanDuel. And we proved that again yesterday. Our initial show, we went 5-2 and two going opposite as uh, one of our two winners was uh, actually an overtime game in which we had the under, which had an end of the regulation would have been. So we won with Brooklyn. Well, we won with uh, Northeastern, Cincinnati, both winning outright as dogs. Colorado won as a favorite. The uh, under on BYU-Gonzaga are only two losers, Memphis laying four, and uh, the under on Dallas and Denver. So five and two. So here we go. First of our seven-pack, NFL, Seattle laying five and a half versus the Rams. Uh, Rams are going to either have to start back up a Wake Forest has to have John Wolford or a broken down, really not that good anyway, Jared Goff and quarterback Saturday. That against one of the best QBs in the game and Russell Wilson. And all I have to do at home is lay five and a half. This is way too easy. Love Seattle here laying five and a half. Give me the Rams plus the three and a half. Uh, Tennessee laying, uh, getting three versus uh, Baltimore. Boys in Vegas' dyslexia is kicking in again. They have it backwards. Wrong team is favored. It's Tennessee that beat Baltimore in the postseason last year. It's Tennessee that beat Baltimore in the regular season this year. It's Tennessee that won its division. It's Tennessee's at home. It's Tennessee that has a 2,000-yard rusher. And it's Tennessee that has a quarterback that accounted for 40 touchdowns. All that, and now you're giving me three points? Oh, I love, 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 love Tennessee here. Give me Baltimore laying the three. Pick number three. Bears getting 10 at New Orleans. You know, playoff games are a lot like bowl games for me. I never, ever, ever, ever lay double digits in a postseason game. This line is way out of whack. Now, the Bears have played better of late. They've won three of four despite losing to Green Bay to close out the regular season. And believe it or not, New Orleans actually has one of the worst against the spread home marks in the league. They win at home. They don't lose games. 
but they don't generally cover things. They're a money burning. Your book will call you 5-7-1 and one against the spread their last 13 home games, dating back to last year, obviously. Bears a nice 9-6 and six straight up on the road the last two seasons in traditional road games. Bears, you know, they don't win this game, but they cover the spread. Nobody lays double digits in a postseason game. Give me New Orleans, laying the 10. Pick number four. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh laying six Sunday nights against Cleveland. It is nearly impossible for Cleveland to beat Pittsburgh, and it is impossible for the Browns to beat the Steelers in back-to-back weeks, which they're being asked to do here. Nobody does that against good teams. And, oh, by the way, Pittsburgh beating Cleveland 17 straight times at home, covering seven of their last 11 in those games. I mean, you've got to be the biggest bird brain, butthead, bonehead, beathead, nerd, nick and poop, knucklehead, numbskull, jerk, jackass in the world against the team that's won that many home straight games in this spot. Give me Cleveland, plus the six. Pick number five, Grand Canyon laying seven and a half against Tarleton State. Yes, what is this? I'm suggesting putting American money on a hole in the ground. And what the fudge is a Tarleton State, you ask? Well, yes, I am, and uh, I don't know. All I do know is Grand Canyon in college basketball is one of the best against spread teams in the nation. How good? How about they've covered every game this year? 6-0 and against the spread. I don't care if you're UCLA, Grand Canyon, or Topeka High. 6-0 and is 6-0. and And remember the greatest sports axiom of all time. Winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. You don't bet against a 6-0 and against the spread streak. Give me Tarleton State if you're, uh, your, your guy has it, plus 9.5. NBA, Celtics laying 5.5 versus Washington. You know, I was going to play the over here, but why bother when I can grab one of the best teams in the East at home against one of the worst teams and only have to lay 5.5? Five and a half for a Celtic home game against pathetic Washington. Uh, this Wizards team gives up nearly as much as uh, hookers and uh, cat houses in Vegas, for goodness sakes. I mean, they've allowed 110 points in eight of their nine games, at least 110. They play zero defense, and that might cut it against Memphis or Cleveland or Sacramento, the Queens, but it's not going to cut it against a red-hot Celtics team, which has won five of six. Oh, I love Boston Lane just five and a half. Let's go with Washington, plus the five and a half. Pick number seven, Sacramento getting five and a half versus Toronto. Time to bail on the boys from Canada Canada is now. They are awful this season. Who knew losing Marcus Hall would be this much? I mean, they're one in six this year, 0-4 on the road. They have no business being a road favorite over anybody, even Sacramento, which is a decent 4-4 four four this year, including 3-1 and one at home. Sacramento, normally one of the biggest wastes of human flesh in basketball uniforms, actually halfway decent this year. Again, that three and one hallmark, I will gladly take the five and a half against Drugging Toronto. Let's go with Toronto, playing five and a half as our opposite pick. So there you go, a Friday edition. Little NBA, little college basketball, a little NFL. We're going to go with Rams plus three and a half, Baltimore laying three, New Orleans laying 10. We have uh, Cleveland plus the six, Tarleton State plus nine and a half, Wizards plus five and a half, and Toronto laying five and a half. Our NFL, college basketball, NBA opposite picks. So again, five and two uh, yesterday. Not bad. 
You play it out, and I'm telling you, you're going to win some money. And it's it's, it's hard because I, I I do like these plays, you know, the real side, if you will. Um, but if you're going to be in the system, then you got to be in the system. Uh, come hook or crook, no matter how much you may like a team. I, I I would never in a million years. Who would take the Wizards? Right, the Wizards plus five and a half only. You you want you see some of these lines and you just wonder. Uh, but you know, like last night when we went five and two. You know, and we had a couple of teams win outright. Uh, you know, Cincinnati getting five and a half. Cincinnati's been god awful this year. SMU's been terrific. You know, Hofstra's been terrific, and Northeastern's been mediocre at best. And yet, those two teams as small underdogs win outright on the road. Uh, go figure. Brooklyn, right? And don't be bro- who's putting American money on Brooklyn without Kyrie and without Kevin Durant. And yet, uh, you know, they end up winning outright. And when we did the line, it was only two in the morning. Now, these lines change throughout the day, but I can only do what's what's available now. So, you know, I know that Philadelphia line went up to four, and it probably went even higher once they realized, uh, you know, Kyrie wasn't playing, but it didn't matter. They, they won outright anyway. So it's just crazy. And the over-under BYU, which I, I thought was the best play on the board, you know, both teams averaging 80 points. Boy, BYU just stunk. Uh, that that was literally 20-2. to two. That, that game opened up with Zags leading it 20-2. to two. It was garbage time from that point on, which generally leads to more points. And it was halfway through the first half, but uh, BYU stopped scoring. You know, Zags hit 89 or 99, 99, 89, whatever it was, and the game snuck under. It only ended up with uh, 156, 157. So, uh, and, and that I thought was sure was going to go over. So five and two yesterday, not bad. And then we got the seven plays. And again, I'll post those. I did it yesterday. I was out and about. We were doing some uh, some car shopping. Uh, I think I'm buying my daughter a, a car. Um, little surprise for the wife just to piss her off, you know. So we went out a little car shopping uh, yesterday. And, you know, got a pretty good deal. You know, it is funny when you go into these places. I was telling my daughter, it's the r- rare time. And I mean rare. You know, some people can go their whole lives if you don't buy a new car. But it's one of the rare, rare times where you ultimately hold the hammer in a negotiation. You know, when you have your job, you know, unless, uh, you know, you're a you're star salesperson, you know, and some of you guys are, um, you know, for the most part, you're asking them to invest in you. You're asking them for the job. It's not you. Listen, I got 12 people offering me jobs. So what are you offering me? You know, you, you don't get that very often. You know, you buy a house, you got to worry about other people negotiating higher than you. You're, you're kind of the mercy of the seller in a lot of cases. Uh, but when you buy a car, that's the one time as you're sitting at that table that you hold all the cards. And I was telling that to my daughter, who's uh, 18. I said, you know, we could get up and just walk away. You know, we, you know, you come to us or or we walk, you know, because they know and we know and they know that we know that we can go to the next dealer and they'll give us a price. They they just will. Uh, you know what? We'll find a guy that'll come uh, as close as possible to our price anyway, and maybe throw in a few more perks and whatever. So you really ultimately, you know, and he asks us like three or four times, uh, you know, what kind of urgency are you? None. You know, we'll buy it this spring if we have to, you know, no big deal. And, you know, it's nothing going on right now. The weather's nice. We figured we'd, uh, you know, do a little car uh, shopping, just check out the cars. No rush. Just curious to see what's on your lot there, brother. That's all. You know, that's how you got to play. And if you tell them, well, I need a car by tomorrow, then, you know, you don't want to do that, obviously. Uh, you want to be able to be calm, cool, and it's it's nice being in that uh, the hot seat. It really is nice just knowing that we'll walk out the door, no problem. So we got a pretty good deal, you know. They always give you the old, uh, 
well, the, the special is going to, you know, change tomorrow or Saturday, they were saying. So I don't know what it's going to be. They never tell us. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then he gave us the old salesperson, you know, as he's lowering the price, right? He gives us, well, the salesperson was the salesperson of the year. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I told my daughter, I said, listen, if this mope was the salesperson of the year, of the month, rather, then uh, this dealership's in a whole lot of trouble because he didn't know up from down. You know, he was so clueless. You know, he, you know, he didn't even drive us. Or, he gave us the car with the car keys. He didn't take a copy of our driver's license. He didn't take our name down. He just said, what car are you interested in? We said, uh, the, 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 this car, uh, uh, Hyundai. Um, and he said, okay, I'll go get you one. I said, here you go. Just drive around. He said, you're not coming with us? No, no, no. We can't do that with the Corona. Okay. You don't want a picture of our driver's license? No, no, no. You just drive it back. Okay. Sure. Whatever you say, brother. Okay. If that guy is the salesperson of the month, then again, that dealership's in a little bit of trouble. But he was the salesperson of the month, so he was allowed to give us a $750 credit because he had a certain amount of allotments to give as salesperson of the month. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Whatever, you know, whatever you work, you know, whatever, however you do it, here's the price we're willing to pay. So we got it pretty close to the, that price. Uh, we got a free, uh, you know, a remote starter put in. So, uh, you know, overall that, that was fun. So that was my day uh, yesterday. So normally point being, I, uh, I put the picks, I'll, I'll put the picks on the website, oppositepicks.com. And so if you, in case you miss those, you're driving around, you can't write this stuff down. I get that. Um, no problem. It'll always be there. So I got a big weekend. And, you know, listen, it's tough to find an upset winner. It, it really is, which is why I put, uh, you know, on our poll question and I'll update that here in a second, you know, a favorite, you know, you generally, obviously you want to go with favorites anyway. But, you know, who's who's really winning? And I'm not going to classify Tennessee, but that would be one, obviously. Tennessee would win. Um, you know, is, is Indianapolis really going into Buffalo and beating the Bills? I don't think so. I think they're going to give them a game. But win? Yeah. Are the Rams with, with a broken down Jared Goff going to go into Seattle? It's a nice rivalry. They split their two games this year. I, I don't doubt for a second uh, that, that Goff will play, but I, I don't see the Rams with that foot. Tampa not going to Washington. Chicago's not the New Orleans. And, and I don't think Cleveland's going to be Pittsburgh back-to-back. So I, I, I think it's going to be a chalk weekend. I, I really do as far as winning. Put these teams all in the season. I will take a break. We'll come back and wrap up with the stories that we have time to get to. We'll be both. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let us wrap up shop on this Friday with a couple of stories here that we didn't have time to delve into too much. And uh, we'll update the poll question as well. Uh, first up, the poll question. Uh, best favorite uh, later on today, uh, or excuse me, later on this weekend. 
as the NFL playoffs get underway. Winner so far is uh, Buffalo laying six and a half versus the Colts, 43%. Uh, Pittsburgh laying six against the Brownies, 28%. Tampa Bay laying eight, uh, 26%. And the proverbial other getting 2%. Again, that'll be posted uh, uh, throughout the uh, day and update that uh, you know when we uh, come back on uh, Sunday. Don't forget, I am back Sunday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. So a little bit later in the morning, 8 to 10, but uh, going to have Monday through Friday show as normal. And then uh, Sundays uh, uh, as well. Right, a couple of stories here that we didn't have time to delve into too much. NBA uh, later on tonight, you got New Orleans versus Charlotte. So what you say? Well, you got the Ball brothers going against each other. Lonzo for New Orleans and uh, Lamelo for Charlotte. So that should be a little interesting. Uh, did you see the story with the Tennessee Chattanooga assistant football coach who sent out the tweet making uh, fun of uh, the uh, Senators down in Georgia with the runoff calling her fat out? He was fired as, as he probably should have been. Now, I'm not big on calling for people to lose their job, but you got to be stupid to do stuff like that. 2021, are you a dope or what? You're supposed to be a leader. Uh, James Harden supposed to be a leader, right? So he had a dog performance on Wednesday. Did you hear this? Uh, Calvin Murphy, Hall of Famer, former Rocket player, does their broadcast, does a good job, always funny, always entertaining. Uh, said he didn't play very well, right? And then when they went to commercial, there's always that little five-second buffer. His mic was still on, and you heard him saying that he quit. You know, which I don't doubt is true, but it would have been not. You know what, Calvin? You're 72 years old. What do you hear from someone? Just say it on the air. Don't say it when you're off the air, but the kind of what I'm saying that uh, James Harden. Hey, it was a lot of fun the uh, last couple of days. We'll be back again Sunday, 8 to 10. Go to the website. We get the podcast. We get everything going on. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you Sunday morning right here on. Have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the Build digital first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy to launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.